This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wentz Mode, Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, joined this evening by my two co-hosts, Jane and Dane. Jane, good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be back. It's been a little while since we've been together, I think. Uh, it's been obviously, a while. Yeah, no football, but there is obviously the summer of the Euros and some other things to talk about. Um, Dane, good to see you. How are you doing? Yeah, good. I thought we'd been laid off. I hadn't heard anything, but in all honesty, I've been having a bit of a uh, detox from football. Whether anyone listens to the Chelsea Fancast would might or might well know not know that I do the Instagram account for that as well. But haven't even looked at that. Uh, haven't really watched any football. Sparingly looked at Twitter, uh, but yeah, not a lot really. So it's been quite nice. But it feels like I'm ready to get back into it, even though the seasons. As you say, the season's so far off, but we've got the uh, obviously the European Championships to look forward to in about two weeks, is it? Yeah, I think less than that now. Um, but it should be a, a good summer uh, of football. Um, so why are we here? Jane and Dane don't know because don't tell them anything. Um, so we are here to introduce to you um, what will be our summer series on Patreon, uh, which is looking at the history of the Chelsea women's team. Uh, this year marks 30 years since the team was set up in 1992. Uh, thanks to uh, James, who runs Chelsea Look Back, a uh, YouTube channel that posts old clips of Chelsea's men's team mainly, uh, and Nathan, who runs Chelsea's Grave Society. Um, they mark every grave for every former Chelsea player that's ever played for the club uh, on the men's side uh, where they're laid to rest. They also do things like look after the headstones uh, where necessary and stuff like that. Um, between the two of them, they've combined to create this information uh, that they give me access to, uh, which will enable me, um, when I get round to it, is to put together shows on the 30 years of history uh, of the team. Uh, so, 
Dane, obviously don't like to point it out, you're a bit older than both of us. Um, so you've been around the women's team probably a bit longer. Um, obviously, you supported the men's for a very long time. How long has the women's team been in your conscience? Oh, uh, probably about a good eight or nine years. You know, obviously you hear the stories. I remember when they played at uh, two at the Mitchum's ground. Yeah. Uh, first, first of all, and then... We had the, the, the big, I, I first started noticing like little things, you know, when they were struggling and you hear obviously John Terry and Frank Lampard helping. And then obviously Roman started to take more of a, uh, be more aware of them and, and, and show them a bit of love and, and obviously give them equal sponsorships, you know, with, with all the, obviously the, the deals that the men's were getting via, you know, kits and all that and, and, and training facilities and all that started to put more on, on an even and nil and uh, obviously a big American international coming about 2015. And that's when I started to take a little bit more uh, notice. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably about a good seven or eight years where I, I really went out my way to look, look for their results. Uh, but yeah, this is really interesting. It's uh, what you said and you, you obviously, the, the guys you mentioned, I've, I've met one. Uh, I would like, would like to meet the other one, but you know they're good. They're, they're good people to follow on Twitter. Yeah, the I was, ones. I was talking to them about coming on and sort of talking about their research and how they did it and stuff like that. Uh, none of them were very keen, and ah. I'm still waiting to hear back. So if it responds in the next twenty minutes, um, we're going to hear from one of them. If not, it'd just be us three. Uh, Jane, now when we started the podcast, we did the episode where we talked about our introductions into Chelsea. Obviously. You took my tickets to the Chelsea-Liverpool game that was rearranged because my son was born, so I couldn't go. Um, so that was your journey. Who's been your sort of favourite player in that time, sort of 2016 onwards, I suppose? Um, It's a tough one because, like, everyone's so good. But I'd probably say, and I think pretty much most people would say this, but, gee, I think she's sort of like the standout player like over the years and you could name different players for all different reasons but I feel like if I had to pick one since following the team it probably would be G yeah an obvious but uh, it's you know, a good reason why she's the obvious one because of what she did uh, for the club obviously you know, myself I gave I bought the tickets because they were giving away free shirts and I couldn't go and then I never really got back into it um, and then obviously I asked James what to do a podcast and she said yes. And then Chelsea drew nil-nil with Arsenal, which was 2020 November time. Yeah. That was the first sort of game I sat and watched of the women's team um, to get a feel of it. Well, I've watched every game since, either live or on feedback or at Kings Meadow. Um, the team have taken over the men's team for me because of the podcast, really, because I have to give them my attention. They play on the same day too often. Uh, Kings Meadow was a bit closer to my house. I've now moved, so I'm a local to Brighton's home ground now. So that could be an away day, which will be a home day for me. Um, so yeah, it's been really interesting to watch the documentary as well on uh, Dazen, I think they're called. Um, have you both been watching it? I've watched all of it, so I've got someone's login, uh, which is usual for me. Uh, Jamie, I guess you've seen it all. Yeah, well, I've um pay for the subscription to sit and I literally binge watched it the whole night and 
it was it was very interesting to watch to see sort of what had happened over the sort of the year because we knew they were filming it but then because of covid everyone sort of just presumed it would have stopped and we wouldn't have seen any of it but sort of seeing the likes of Deanna Cooper and Ramona Backman who I will say I actually dislike very much I didn't like her anyway now watch the documentary I don't like her even more but it was just it was insightful just seeing everything that goes on like in the background because you just see what happens on the pitch and training but what the likes when they signed Sam Kerr the whole process that it went through was just interesting to watch it and I'm sort of hoping they do make like another series out of it because it'd be interesting to see like this last year sort of what would have happened like behind the scenes yeah it seemed to end in well don't want to spoil it too much but in quite a hurry sort of just stuff happened they just put on screen this happened um Dana, have you seen the series because it actually makes a good precursor to what we go back to look at is the difference in what how the team operates now under emma hayes and what they was under tony farmer at the start you know 30 years ago now Actually, 2008 is when I first noticed the women's team. I've, I've just I've just Googled it because that was when uh, Laurie Fair, who was a big American player, sort of joined. And uh, I'm sure it was 2008. Uh, so that's when I first started noticing them. But I didn't start really looking at the results probably about 2015. Uh, I, I've only watched one episode, but that, that was on purpose uh, because I, as I said, I was just, I was just, you know, it's hard sort of doing doing a, doing a season of football, you know, whether watching it and just sort of living it 24-7, as you as I said earlier, with Instagram and, and, and podcasts. I just wanted a bit of a detox from it. And and I watched the first episode when I thought, no, I'm sort of going against what I want to do. But I noticed there's a two and three on now. So I will. Now now, now we're back talking here. I, you know, I, I'll catch up next week. Uh, what, what I did notice from the first episode was, was uh, Jess Carter was... was See, I'm seeing her now uh, playing at the top of her game. An England international could well be in 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 first eleven to start the European Championships. An established player in the Chelsea team. So we don't see this other side, which Dave was seeing. You know where she's coming in. She's not used to the training, and she's a little bit out of shape. And she's like, "Well, you know, we're hassling me for sort of attitude," which was which was quite funny. And and Emma giving her the proper teacher parent talking to you know like what do you want out of life and all that so it's good to see that bit and that, but I'm interested if Jane mentioned uh I'm interested a lot of people have said that about uh who, who did you say who was the problem on uh Ramona Backman yeah Ramona Backman is she, is she at PSG now yeah PSG? yeah I'm interested because you're not I heard that quite a lot uh so I'd, I'd like to see that uh more in depth but yeah it's it's, it's it's fascinating you know as I said I thoroughly enjoyed that first one and uh, the insight you get is just just amazing but you obviously got to remember what this is three years ago yeah, yeah they started filming 2019 wow so it was just leading up so why when I ended it it was just leading up to the uh, the, the Tottenham game at Stamford Bridge yeah yeah it's obviously like you said they with Jess Carter, she's not at that point. She doesn't seem like a professional athlete. Sort of, she plays football because she's she she's good at it and she's in this situation. But she doesn't seem to be taking yeah the game itself seriously like she she does now. Obviously, and she's seeing the benefits of that. And it's going to be interesting as we go back in time. The way these players were then, that well, it's like Deanna Cooper, isn't it? I I've always liked her. I I remember her. 
being I thought she was a good pro. She was very unlucky. She got a nasty injury. Uh, and it seemed to show a lot of her in that first episode. And uh, which, which I, as I said, it's nice to see that side of it, especially when a player you like. You know, I'd love to see a programme. Of, you know, I've said many times my favourite player is Marin Meld. I'd love to see that other side where you see a little bit of personal stuff. You see a little bit of maybe enjoying their holidays or doing training or, or having personal chats with the coach, you know. So it is nice to see. And, and yeah, Deanna, Deanna Cooper comes across really well on the first episode. I don't know if that changes, but... Uh, Unfortunately, she's at Reading now, yeah. Little spoiler, she stays as she is in the first episode, no, all the way through. Um, does paint her in a very good picture. And I think Batman actually gets portrayed a little bit unfairly, um, but that's just my opinion. In what way? Because um, she's she knows she's a very good player, mm. but Emma's just not playing her because the team is bigger than her. But she just wants to play because she knows she's good enough to play, and she comes on and makes a difference and, and doesn't play. Um, there's instances with Deanna as well where she's not playing, and things just aren't adding up. What Emma's saying because she's putting the team first over individuals, and in the end, she moves to PSG. We're a great team, and she's a great player. Um, Chelsea get Penilla Harder instead. Um, think things worked out for the best uh, for everyone. Um, so I've got a brief history of women's football and Chelsea sort of combined. Uh, I'll read out before we go to our ad break. And then when we come back from that, um, I'm going to share my screen on Zoom for the first time. Uh, hopefully it's on the right webpage. Otherwise we're in trouble. Um, so that history quickly. Yeah, that was done. Um, so reports of... Women's football sort of date back to the 1890s. There are reports of 10,000 watching women play football. Um, during the First World War, obviously, um, women's football really took off. The men were obviously sent away to war. Uh, and women filled the factories and the football teams. Uh, the most famous one being Dick Kerr ladies uh, from Preston in Lancashire. Um, in 1920 on Boxing Day, 53,000 supporters went to Goodison Park to watch them. Um, in 1921, they actually played at Stamford Bridge against a team from France. Um, who I haven't written that name down, but it's like PSG, but not PSG. Um, that was the last women's football game played in England at Stamford Bridge. Um, not so I knew before looking into this. Uh, so that's almost a hundred years before Chelsea hosted PSG and Lyon at Kings Meadow uh, in the in the Champions League. Uh, when the men returned from war, the FA no longer had a need for women to play football and ban the participation of women in football. The ban would last 50 years and not lifted until 1971. Uh, at this point, Chelsea had a ladies team to celebrate that moment. Uh, the team actually won the league or the, and the cup, as it was then in 1974, uh, against Millwall Lionesses. Uh, the team didn't really last past that. Um, and it wasn't until 1992, under Tony Farmer, that a Chelsea FC ladies team was created. Although they wore the kit and shared the name, the women's team remained separate from the club in a financial sense uh, until the turn of sort of the early 2000s when Ken Bates uh, did put some money into that. Um, under Roman Abramovich, sort of between 2003, um, became sort of a barren period for the club. Uh, John Terry had to step in financially when the board decided to cut funding. Uh, if he hadn't done, it would have meant that the team would have been professional and probably would have ended up like Doncaster Bells, uh, Notts County, Charlton Athletic, you know, big teams, Fulham, you know, huge teams in the 90s and early 2000s now 
not a player in women's football. Uh, in 2012, Emma Hayes arrived at Chelsea and began transforming the club into the team we know and love today. Uh, in 2015, the team won the WSL and the FA Cup for the first time, repeating that feat in 2018. Uh, recently, as we know, the club won its third successive WSL title. That's 2020, 2021 and 2022. And back-to-back FA Cup trophies after being Arsenal and Manchester City. The team made the UEFA Women's Champions League final in 2021, losing to Barcelona. They also hold the world record transfer fee when they signed Penilla Harder from Wolfsburg. Uh, throughout the series, we'll be following the path of the team from those early days under Tony Farmer right through to the present day. So we're going to break it down uh, into years and, and decades uh, as we go. Um, we're going to sneak out our break in now. And then when we come back, we're going to share some of the stuff I found uh, for Jane and Dane and, and discuss that and uh, sort of give you the insight into what's going to be on Patreon and why you should sign up and join the series. So we'll be right back. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to part two of Wentzimo Kings Meadow. Uh, time now for some technical um, part of the show. Where I'm going to try and share my screen. Um, so if you both close your eyes for two seconds. There we go. Can you see that? What didn't you want us to see? Oh. Well, I'm not sure what was going to come up. But it's on the... 
Oh, Zoom quit unexpectedly. That didn't work. See, this is what... So that worked tremendously well. I'm now the host. I don't know who was the host before. It was now me. It just said it quit as soon as I pushed share. So well, nothing come up on my side. It just said you've shared your screen, but it's in writing, and you, you your uh, your talking got really bad. Like it was breaking up. Yeah, it should yeah, have recorded fine. Tomorrow. Me saying how how bad it was. So I'm going to try again. How's that? Uh, it just again, said it just says. There we go. Yeah, we can see it. So you're telling me it's quit. You can see it. They can now see my screen. Yeah. Can you see it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 70-year-old man using... Sending <laughs> now. So on here is everything that Nathan and James have found. So the years go to 2020 and then sort of stop. Um so you've got things like this picture of the tunnel at Stanford Bridge in 1996. There. And if we go into... Can you see that? No. No. <laughs> I see it. They're all in the tunnel. Man United versus Chelsea. I hope this, I hope this sounds as good listening to it as it is watching it. <laughs> well, for me, it's excellent. So I can just see all the different folders. Yeah, and the, arrow, and the thing of the arrow moving around. Yeah. Maybe I need to wait till it connects to you. I don't know. I'm just going to stop sharing it. It's totally useless. There we go. Anyway, that worked very well. Um, so what you didn't see, so you saw the folders. What you didn't see inside the folders is um, all different sort of photographs from programs uh, where it shows league tables, uh, appearances, goal scorers, um, so you see people like uh, Casey Stoney and Farrah Williams mentioned quite a lot. Um, Julie Newell, who is Chelsea's most prolific goal scorer. Um, she's like scored over 100 goals for Chelsea, all at amateur level. Uh, there was the story of Frank Lampard dropping off the shorts to the players um, because Umbro didn't get them any pairs for different colour. Um, so you're going to see it when I put it together uh, and not on when I share my screen so obviously that doesn't want to work um, totally rubbish so at the moment we've got five episodes set in stone uh, one is with Tony Farmer who created the team in 1992 uh, one is with George Michaelmas who managed the team in the late 90s early 2000s um, he was Sacked in 2005, uh, the club put £50,000 in and then the person that run the Chelsea Foundation called Sean Gore um, sacked him and took over himself, just because he could, I suppose. Um, Is Sean Gore still there now? He still works for Chelsea. He was at Fulham years ago when I was a budding player trying to... Uh, I remember him from a long time ago, Sean Gore. I'm sure he was at Fulham doing something or another like uh, 
youth manager or youth coach or something or another of that name. We, I'm usually quite good with 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 that era and 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 playing and and trials and definitely was definitely at Fulham. Yeah, and I'm trying to connect with a couple of other people that are mentioned in the research um, to try and get them to come on for an episode. Uh, we've got a support that's been going for over 20 years. Um, so since they was at Tutor the Mitchum and follow the team round as well. Uh, they're going to come and give us their experience following the team from then to now. Uh, we're going to talk to our friend Tracy Brown from Chelsea Pride about the relationship between Chelsea Pride and the club and how the club support them now, um, especially with the women's team. And we're going to talk to Kerry Evans from the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group about the formation of them, uh, their relationship with the club and their experience following the team. Um, so that's five for sure. In reality, there's going to be more to cover the, the length of time uh, from 92, obviously, to, to today. We're probably going to do an episode on the Emma, Emma, Hayes, Emma Hayes, to pronounce the H, era. Um, and probably a couple more as well. So it's value for money because it is going to cost you to listen this summer. Uh, so why only on Patreon? Um, so we do it as a thank you for those who supported us uh, over the season with their donations. Um, it's £5 a month for a season ticket holders tier. Uh, after three months, you get a lovely little sticker as well. Um, Patreon enables us to do cool things such as Yo Future Ballers. Um, it covers the cost of the Zoom, although it's not working for me tonight. Uh, and we want to do more with the podcast, so having some money to spend uh, really helps. Uh, we do also run a £1 a month tier, but that is simply to support us uh, for that, we are incredibly grateful, but all the good stuff uh, is on the season ticket tier. It's a bit like OnlyFans, but no one's naked. Uh, although for the right price, um, we could come to some sort of arrangement, I'm sure. Um, Jane, what are you looking forward to learning about what what period interests you the most in Chelsea's history? Sort of like everything before 2016, because I sort of started watching them I watched two games that year and then I didn't watch any games till I think it was 2018. So I went sort of a couple of years with nothing, but it'll be interesting to see sort of the history beforehand and what it was like sort of from the beginning up to sort of when I started following it. Yeah, thankfully most of the stuff on there is before Emma Hayes. Um, that era is more accessible um, yeah. on the internet anyway compared to what we're going to be talking about uh Dana it's going to be interesting to hear from you obviously as someone that was at Stanford Bridge when the team was created because women's football went on a, a little rise and then it plateaued and sort of did nothing and went to this sort of weird area where nothing was really going on and then obviously the Super League and as we know it now what are your memories sort of like just off the top of your head of the team and the club promoting the team throughout the years? Well, I don't think they did. <laughs> it, you know, what, what, what really will, will interest me is is, is that, it, it, I don't know how much in depth we can get with that first conversation, you know, that, that went on, or, or, or if we can get anywhere near it, well, you know, we I want to start a Chelsea women's football team, you know, the ignorance of sexism, you know, in, in the 90s, like you say, it would have been, could have been laughed upon, you know, and as you said, it, by, the look, by the sounds of it, it wasn't taken very much seriously. Uh, 
certain people would turn their back on it or not put enough enough money on and it was just was it just to appease people you know was you, you knock on the door so many times you know eventually it does open and how serious they were about it uh but as you say it, it didn't seem to get it didn't you didn't seem to know it sort of given strict extent to, to to emma hayes you know and uh she came in you say 2012 was she emma yeah. hayes you know, that's when it was, you know, I've, I've many a times, you know, due to this podcast, I've looked into, into her career and it obviously it goes, which includes Arsenal and, 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 and North America. And it is interesting and, and, you know, being literally being told in, in America, that you know, she, she won't, she won't be, she won't be a great coach. Uh, so it, yeah, it's, it's fascinating to think how, how far we've gone. We've still got so far to come, but, yeah, in a short space, short space, long space, it's it's a it's a hard one to decide on. But yeah, I don't think you know, I don't think it's ever been enough. Uh, in recent years, it's it's obviously got it's got a lot better. But yeah, you know, it'd be interesting as well to to hear from the person you said has been to how many games did you say from the beginning? Over twenty years, they've been following. Well, I bet they've got some stories because, you know, sometimes you you know you're shouting but no one hears you. They must they, they must have so much interesting things to tell us, and so easy like especially me and a bit of a Johnny come lately. Uh, you, you notice it in the background. You know, it's like a it's like a relative or a sibling, isn't it? You know, and eventually you notice them because they've grown up and they're, and they're talking to you. They're talking to you like an adult, so it is. It'd be so interesting to see. This is a really good idea. You know, you can you you're gonna open so many doors, so many avenues. It's very interesting, worth paying for, which I already do anyway. So I get I get both. I get to hear it and be on it. Yeah, he's not on it because he pays for it. Just want to put that out there. Um, but it's going to be interesting to hear from Tony Farmer, as you said. You know, what was that initial conversation like? What was Ken Bates like um, to work with? because they let Chelsea use the name and the kit. Um, there's pictures on the file that you didn't see, uh, where it's the Chelsea shirt, but different sponsor. Obviously, the club are one now, so they all wear three, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it's funny you're saying about the start, Dane, because this is part of what the research is. I'm going to read it to you. This is from a programme in 1992, so the Chelsea programme, uh, that Tony Farmer wrote. So this is his opening paragraph. At last, the official Chelsea women's football team. And please, none of those women can't play football. It's a man's game. Women's football, you must be joking comments. So that was how he announced the team in 92. It's interesting we still get comments exactly like that on Twitter. How did he announce so, it? In the programme. Oh. So that's that was his words. I just spoke them out. Mm. It's interesting to discuss that. Probably with someone like Tracy, it'd be good to talk about that with... Um, as well, that we see, we say women's football's come a long way, but what Tony said, that still rings true today. So stuff like that, I think is going to be fascinating to go through. Um, speaking to George Michaelmas, who was a, a manager, what that was like, because you know in the early nineties they're playing basically Sunday league football, um, combined counties leagues, which you know I played that level at some point in my life. And I'm rubbish at football. Um, not saying the women's team was, uh, but I was. So that was the level they were at to get to start with. So, yeah, that sort of stuff's going to be interesting. Um, Jane, try and sell it for the people. Why should they sign up? 
to our Patreon to listen to this. It's just going to be good for people that haven't followed the team for as long as like it's been around. And it'll be interesting to see other things that you don't see and you don't know about the team. So I think everyone should sign up for it so they have the opportunity to listen for, listen to it. Yeah, Dame, would you echo those those words from Jane? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, if 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 you if you go out your way to, to to go down to Kings Meadow or watch watch them on the FA Player or or on Sky or BT or BBC whatever they're on, then then you must have an interest. So you'd like to know where it comes from. You know, the core, the beginning, the heartbeat. The conversations, you know, history is an important thing because obviously, if certain conversations wasn't had, meetings and 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 I have no doubt they, they had to push, they had to push, especially in those early nineties, to to get what they wanted. It's interesting why, yeah, it's it really interests me why, you know, why 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 he pushed for it, why he wanted a women's team. Uh, yeah, there's going to be so much that we can learn, and uh, and you know, it might be a it might be a tough 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 listen. Uh, it might make us cringe a bit, or it might just be like a, a wonderful, amazing story. You know, that, that's the good thing about finding out something new. Uh, we look back in history at so many things, you know, it can, you know, it can uh, turn your stomach for a little bit. But, you know, this is what these pods are going to do. You're going to answer some questions and, and put out some information and hopefully... People will, will, will get a lot more credit that they, that they deserve now because you're watching the team, watching these wonderful players, wonderful managers, coaching staff and everything. You're watching that because of the people early on, like you said, Tony and George. And, and I suppose it, Ken Bates, no matter what you think of him, he had to give it the, uh, you know, he had to tick it off. You know, he had to agree to it. And uh, they, they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah, it'd be interesting if what Tony thinks about this actually, but if he hadn't gone to Ken Bates in 92, what year a Chelsea women's team would have would have started, if at all? Mm. Because not every team had a women's team. Arsenal, as I've learned through the research, were the big team then. Any decent player that Chelsea had went to Arsenal. You know, Casey Stoney went to Arsenal. Um, Siobhan Chamberlain went to Arsenal. Uh, the striker Julie Newell went to Arsenal uh, and came back to Chelsea. It didn't work out for her. But any decent player they had just got picked off because they weren't paying these players any money to play. Um, it was all free. Um, and it's interesting how that journey goes. And as we're going to share that and as we learn that, hopefully you enjoy it as well. Um, so it's all going to be on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash went to Mo Kings Meadow. If you sign up to be a season ticket holder, you will get access to this series exclusively. And as the season starts, you get our podcast first. Um, I'm going to try and do some more stuff on there uh, over the course of the season as well to make it your value for money. So I'm going to set some homework for you both to help me out. So the questions you want to know from Tony in particular, because he's going to be our first guest, what questions you want to know so you can ask them to him yourself and I can put them in a script that I will write for you. And I will share you some of the files that you didn't see. Um, which is a shame but that's Zoom for you um, so that is basically this episode just to set up what we're going to do uh, what it's about why you should sign up to listen to it we give a little teaser into some of the stuff that you are going to hear you know, Dane mentioned about why did he want to set the team up that is in the research I'm not going to share it with you we're going to let Tony um, tell the story Um yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. 
We're going to try and get some more people as guests. We're going to try and get some players that played early on, players that sort of bridged the gap between amateur and professional. Um, but we'll see about that, fingers crossed. I know some of them are busy. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it, Jane, to all kicking off. Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out all the information. It's going to be one busy summer with that and the Euros as well. It's going to be a hectic one. Might also need to get a fixture list for the Euros so I don't say, let's do a podcast and then England are playing or someone else is playing. Well, they all kick off at 8 o'clock, so as long as we're done by 8, we can do a podcast. That's the time I probably want to start, which is... I'll get get them all written down so you can organise around them. You do the admin. Good job. Um, Dane, it's going to be you know, interesting to have your you know, voice on this as well, because obviously, I don't want to keep saying it, but myself and Jane are so young compared to you. Um, so we, we don't know these times. Um, obviously, I was at Chelsea from 2002 onwards. And <clears throat> no sort of nothing for the women's team for me, going to Stamford Bridge, probably until Frank Kirby signed. was would have been the first time I sort of noticed them. So interesting to have someone that was before then as well. I think it's going to round the podcast off nicely. Oh yeah, thanks. Is that is there a compliment in there somewhere? <laughs> you <laughs> so don't look as yeah. old as you are. That's the compliment. <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah. So you're talking about '92. So I was. Uh, yeah, I might have just been leaving somewhere. <laughs> I might have just been. I might have just been leaving school. Uh, yeah. So it is. You, you're right, and you know it might open up. You know certain things that I've actually forgotten. Uh, you know. They, you know. Uh, the best scientists in the world say that you only use about 30, 35% of your brain's capacity. So, you know, we've got another 65% to uh, to fill with all this, with this Chelsea uh, women's knowledge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> 65% it is. Right, that's going to be us because we've got stuff to do, like watch Love Island and Doctor Strange and eat dinner. So we're very busy people, okay? Um, so make sure you join us on Patreon. There's going to be, well, one more. Last, last summer's episode with Lisa England is going to be published when I send it to Chidge so that's going to be it from us until the start of the season which is September is that right? Yeah Yeah. September the 9th, 10th and 11th I think that's when it starts that weekend so we'll do a season review before the preview before then uh, but you won't hear from us only on Patreon so if you want to listen to 30 years of Chelsea women's history you want to hear from the man that started it you want to hear from a coach you want to hear from supporters that have been there for many many years patreon is the place patreon.com forward slash went to fellow um that's it from us for now see you on patreon until next time from king's meadow to wembley keep the blue flag flying high It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.